0: hello everyone and welcome to farm church so this week we are going to be having a message from brenda stroda so i'm gonna hand the mic over to her now
1: if i didn't admit that i was a little uh, nervous it wouldn't be truthful but i'm just praying that the lord will um take it off of me, and just like that the Holy Spirit will um, minister to you, and I, I hope that, I hope that you are blessed by our little visit, so, some of you probably know more than others that I am a very passionate about prophecy, and love the study of prophecy, and um, the blessed hope, so, so I sort of want to talk a little bit about prophetic things and um, the way I'm going to start it off is I want to talk about the blessed hope um, yeah, the blessed hope his appearing and watching Titus 2:11 says for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men teaching this that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great god and our savior jesus christ Um, in strong's greek the word appearing is defined as the advent of christ either past or future so it's a manifestation it's a brightness it's us actually his appearing is when we are going to see him face a face face to face and um Actually, there's, a, there's five crowns listed in the Bible, specific crowns that you can get, and one of them is actually for loving his appearing. 2 Timothy 4.8 says, "...Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing." So I'm not sure what loving his appearing means to each of you, um, but it certainly to me would include looking towards it and trying to find out what scripture says about it. And um, I can't wait, really, yeah. frankly. I mean, life is wonderful, but that is going to be, you know, it's, a, it's hard to even imagine. Um, we can't really even imagine because, first of all, we've never actually... We, we live in a sinful world and we ourselves are sinful. So it's like to actually live in a place where there's no sin. We really don't even have, not just our own but it, of, and others, but we really can't hardly completely comprehend that. So it's going to be wonderful to, you know, the appearance of the Lord. So, so, um, and in talking about, and these are probably verses, you know, but in talking about what his appearing to us will look like. First Thessalonians 4.13 But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Um, and a sort of a follow-up to that would be First Thessalonians but of the time and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I need write you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, and travail upon a woman with child, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in the darkness, that that day should overtake you as the thief. Ye are all children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, uh, who died for us, that whether we wake, whether we're alive or whether we're dead, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as you do. I need to have a drink. And finally, this one is, a. a I love this one. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you but if I go to prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there ye may be also so keep in mind through all of that that's where where he is right now is at the right hand of God and so he is coming to catch us and meet us in the clouds recall in this and he's taking us he's prepared a place he's taking us to be where he is this isn't the occurrence of the second advent when he comes and lands on the mountain, when he comes to earth to actually have the kingdom on earth. He's actually going to take us to heaven because there's still a little time left on this earth for a very important um, process, which is the 70th week of Daniel. So we're gonna talk about that too. Um, So going on then, what does Jesus have to say about the end of the age? Well, just prior to his ascension, in Luke 24, 44, he, this is the verse, And he said to them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. So in order to understand what to watch for and what must be fulfilled, we must know what is written in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. In fact, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem riding on the donkey, the week of his passion he was deliberately fulfilling a prophecy by Zechariah that the Messiah would present himself as king in just that way and that was out of Zechariah 9 9 rejoice greatly O daughter of Zion shout O daughter of Jerusalem behold thy king cometh unto thee and he is just and having salvation lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt the foal of an ass um and actually, also, when he ca- in that, when he came near to the city, as he came in on the donkey, Luke 19.41 records that he beheld the city, and he wept over it, saying, If thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong to thy peace, but they are now hid from thine eyes, for the day shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, and compass thee around, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. So there was prophecies that, that if they would have been paying attention, this very day they would have known that he would be coming to them. Um, and so that's where we're going to get into this, the Daniel 70 week prophecy. One thing to understand about the book of Daniel is the book of Daniel is sort of to the old Testament, what the book of revelation is to the new Testament. It's full of prophecies and, uh, I'm, 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 sorry, I'm sort, sort of going to go to another handout to help me. I was really impacted by this. I think this was, this was one of the things that really, uh, I hope I got it picked up. Uh, yeah, that I um, that that sort of really drew me into um, m- more intensive study of prophecy was understanding the the precision of prophecy. So Daniel's seventy weeks, um, and I'm going to sort of refer to a, a printout that sort of helped me put it together. But uh, in the book of Daniel, this is going to be in chapter nine. Daniel as you recall was a teenager probably and he was uh, taken as one of the young men out of when in the first destruction of the temple he was taken to Babylon and uh, it was he was so he was deported as a teenager but now near the end of the Babylonian captivity which was 70 years of captivity he was reading in the book of Jeremiah. And he understood that the 70 years of servitude were almost over, and he began to pray for his people. The angel Gabriel interrupted Daniel's prayer and actually gave him a four-verse prophecy that is unquestionably the most remarkable passage in the entire Bible. Daniel 9:24 through 27. And there's sort of some segments to this. Uh, there's the scope of the entire prophecy, uh, the 69 weeks then an interval between the 69th week and the 70th week, and finally the 70th week. So Daniel 9:24 reads, Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. What you need to understand is the idiom of a week of years was common in Israel as a Sabbath for the land in which the land was supposed to lie fallow every seventh year. So when Daniel is saying 70 weeks, they're weeks of years, seven year periods. So 70 weeks times uh, seven years is 490 years is the scope of the prophecy. It was their failure to obey these laws that led to God sending them into captivity under the Babylonians because they actually didn't allow the land to rest on the seventh year. So the the second verse, the scope of the prophecy includes a broad list of things which clearly have to be completed because we obviously, there's no end to sin. We're not there yet. So a very specific, specific prediction occurs in verse 25. Know ye there and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again in the wall, even in troublous times. So what that is, seven weeks and 62 weeks, remember they're weeks of years. So that would be a total of, so from the going forth of the commandment to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, Shall be seven weeks and three score in two weeks, which is sixty-nine weeks, and um, and so then, so this actually includes like a mathematical prophecy, as we've noted in previous articles. The Jewish and Babylonian calendars used a three hundred and sixty-day year. So 69 weeks of 360-day years totals 173,880 days. So in effect, Gabriel told Daniel that the interval between the command to rebuild Jerusalem until the presentation of the Messiah as king would be 173,880 days. Well, the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem was given by Artax, Artaxerxes Longamus on March 14th, 445 BC, and that is recorded in Nehemiah 2, verses 6 through 8. While during the ministry of Jesus Christ, there were several occasions in which people pro- wanted to attempt to promote him as king, he avoided it, saying, mine hour hasn't come yet. Then one day, he meticulously arranges it. On this particular day, He rode into the city of Jerusalem, riding on a donkey, deliberately fulfilling that prophecy of Zechariah. This is the only occasion that Jesus presented himself as king, and it occurred on April 6, 32 AD. When we examine the period between the time of the command to rebuild Jerusalem, March 14, 445 BC, and April 6, 32 AD, and correct for leap years, we discover that it is 173,880 days to the very day. So this is why Jesus lamented that they didn't know the day of their visitation because they should have known if they were studying the day. I mean, that's shocking to me. Isn't that mind-boggling? So when, yeah, anyway. So how could uh, he have known in advance? How could have anyone contrived to have detailed this prediction over three centuries in advance, advance. but there's more. Um, So there's a gap because remember that was at the end of 69 weeks and the prophecy is 70 weeks. So that leaves a period of one week or seven years that that has to be fulfilled. And, um, and the, the, going on to the verse, um, After threescore and two weeks, the Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary, and the end thereof shall be with the flood, and unto the end the desolations are determined. Um, so, So, there is still a week, well, and that's exactly what happened. He came, he allowed himself to be called king, and then he was crucified, He was cut off, but not for himself. He was cut off for us. Then it goes on to say the people of the prince will come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. And these events, those actually happened in 70 AD. Um, But there's a remaining seven-year period to be fulfilled. This period is the most documented period in the Bible. The book of Revelation, chapters 6 through 19, is essentially a detailing of that climatic period. We're in the interval still because that 70th week has not come, has not come, but that's because remember this, this, um, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and thy holy city. That's Israel. That's the Jews. That's Jerusalem. So this 70 week prophecy is for them. They have one more week. They owe the Lord. It's not for the church this is the time of Jacob's trouble, So I guess all I'm saying that to encourage you that that what is written in Revelation in those verses is to what is going to happen during Israel during the 70th week of Daniel. But it's not what is going to happen to the church. We're not called to Jacob's trouble. So going on from there... Um, Okay, then to sort of further go on from there, to give you sort of a clue of how close we might be getting towards the end of that age, if you recall in um, Matthew 24, and a lot of you probably know Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse, when Jesus Um, And it might be a lot of reading, but I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It it actually tells us about the end. And when Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show in the buildings of the temple, and Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And he sat upon the Mount of Olives, and the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things shall be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? So there's several questions there. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Many shall be offended and betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that endureth until the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for it witness unto all nations, and then the end shall come when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet so he's right there validating Daniel as a prophet uh stand in the holy place uh whosoever readeth let him understand then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. But pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days be shortened, there should be no flesh saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Um, it goes on, Then, if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not, for there shall ar- arise false Christs, false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Um, I'm going to sort of skip down to, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm just going to keep going. Wherefore, um, wherefore, if they shall say to you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For as lightning cometh out of the east and shineth into the west, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. For wherever, wheresoever the carcass is, there will be the eagles gathered. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, Shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken? And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to other, uh, to the other. Now keep in mind... This is before Jesus went to the cross. He came to save Israel, and he hadn't even gone to the cross yet. He is talking to the Jewish nation. This is for the Jewish nation. Remember, they haven't gone through that 70th week. Then he goes on to say immediately after that, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors verily i say to you this generation shall not pass until all these things have been fulfilled the generation that saw sees all these things is the generation that will not pass until till all these things be fulfilled so then that brings up a question of how long is the generation well in psalms 90 in fact, it's the only psalm that is written actually by Moses. This is the psalm of Moses. And um, he is he's talking about Israel. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever hast thou, for, hast thou formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return ye, children of men." For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, Um, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with the flood. They are asleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down. For we are consumed by thine anger. There's anger. And by thy wrath we are troubled. Remember, we're not appointed to wrath. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off, and we flieth away." Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. Teach us to number our days, so we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So, Israel, remember back after he told us all about the time of the tribulation, the terrible times that are going to come, times that have never come as bad as this before. And right as soon as he, I mean, right as a part of that, he told us, Take a lesson from the fig tree. And so the fig tree is Israel. When its leaves become tender and its branches shoot forth, you know that summer is near. Well, when Christ died and in 70 AD Jerusalem was sacked, Israel was banished, it was gone. So, years and years, through all the way till 1948, Israel blossomed. The fig tree. It bloomed in 1948. After all those years, a lot of people probably trying to understand prophecy, a lot of things came along like replacement theology that that since the Jews murdered Jesus, he, you know, it's now the church, they, 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 but it's like, it's because, and I can understand from 70 AD to 1948, it's like, how did they deal with these prophecies? Because there was no Israel. But miraculously in nineteen forty eight Israel comes back. And so that is the so that's the generation. Surely I say to you, that this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. The length of our years are three score ten years and ten. Uh, so that's seventy. And if reasoned by strength they are four score years, yet is their strength in labor. And sorrow, so Israel came back in nineteen forty eight if you add what uh, Moses is defining as the generation, if you add seventy years that's twenty eighteen if you add eighty years it's twenty <laughs> twenty eight it is twenty twenty eight So, and then it's interesting because it does point out if reason, if, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years or 80, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. And that is exactly what is described in uh, Matthew 24, the beginning of sorrows, and they are going to labor. So, um, I guess why, noteworthy, why I look for a soon appearing. Of the return of Christ is because if you do the math, if they came in 1948, and I don't think that that time was just random. God knows the number of our days, and He knows when we're going to take a breath. And so He planned to bring Israel back in 1948, but they still owe Him. They're still the 70th week of Daniel. That week of years, that uh, of seven years which coincidentally sort of lines up with what is written in Revelation for the period of time of that. Uh, In Revelation it's a revealing of the time of trouble. So I guess to me it's like I'm looking up. I'm looking up now. And then part of um, the other thing about Revelation is I don't know what you guys, how you guys, all of us come from different faith backgrounds and churches but it is probably the least um it's the actual only book in the bible revelation uh i should have my phone here the the revel I'm just hand me my purse yeah oh that's oh. it right there that's it yeah in the 66 books of the bible and and this and i'm going to because i use Esword app so Um, There is only one book of the 66 books that comprise the entire Bible. There's only one book that has a special blessing attached just for reading it. And that's the book of Revelation. Revelation 1.1, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show his servants things which shortly must come to pass. And he sent it and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ and of the things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and those that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein in part for the time is at hand. So so uh, it is a little bit frustrating. it has been frustrating to me that it's like I like I said I don't know how many of you have much training in the book of Revelation, but it's probably the least in any church that I've attended, it's not even gone. It's the only book with the blessing, but it's the least taught. I I don't know how you guys, what your experience is with that, but that is, and it's, it is a really important book. It's going to tell us the, the rest of the story. story. And, uh, so I know, I mean, I don't have time to ad-lib and start going through all the reasons why, but all, but I will go to say that, that the, the revelation In Revelation 1 generally he's saying that I've come to show you what things must happen after this and then there's greetings to the seven churches Uh, and then there's chapters 2 and 3 is uh, a message for each of the seven different churches which actually sort of cover the whole time period I mean the last church period is Laodicea which would be the the period that we are living in now but um, The two, so the first, second and third chapter uh, profile a church. Then in chapter four, a door is opened and a voice is heard like the sound of a trumpet that says, come up here. And that's the last time the churches are mentioned. They're gone because then in Revelation 5, they're standing before the throne, and that's a really sort of an exciting, I'm just giving you just a little summary to get you, you know, maybe enthused about the book, but um, in Revelation 5, uh, there there was, uh, we were singing a new song, Thou art worthy to take the book. First John was crying because there was no one to open the scroll. There was a scroll sealed with seven seals. And I saw the strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice who is worthy to open the book and loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth nor under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And then one of the elders said to me, Weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And um, so so he gets to open the book. And um, every the Twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, and they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, every tongue, every people, and nation. So the church is present in Revelation 5 before you even get to the dreaded Revelation chapter 6, which is when the seals are opened. The church is present with Christ in heaven when he takes and starts opening the seals of, uh, that are, maybe we've all heard scary, the Antichrist, uh, famines, you know, the seal one, seal two, three, and go on. But I say that as an encouragement. There, it shouldn't be scary. Jesus told his things, the, these things to, not to scare us, but to prepare us and it is hugely important when you read it because if you understand what is going to be happening in the world you can actually start to see um you can start to see the shadow of tribulation events casting its shadow on our lives now things that wouldn't have been possible before uh to to uh have have the tracking of human beings so that they could be um, a one world government. Let's, let's go there. One world government, one world religion, there's going to be one world currency. That's all sort of explained out through the book, chapters 6 through 19. So how should I tie this up here? Because I know I can't go through all the book of Revelation. I- Yeah, well, it's so like it's the Antichrist is actually going to demand that he be worshipped. Actually, Revelation 13 probably would be the best book to, to go um, into that or because he demands that he be worshipped, and he sets himself up. And everyone has to take, that's where the mark comes in. Everyone has to take the mark, and if they refuse to worship, they basically are beheaded. Uh, the first, um, the second piece, the power to give life, causes all them that dwell on the earth uh, to, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound and did live. He, and um, he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark on their right hands or their foreheads, that no man may buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Anyway. But yes, they'll have to be. He wants to be a global leader. He wants to mimic what Christ did. He wants to be the king of the earth. And in fact, it's sort of interesting. Let's going going back to that little hint. Even with the seals, the seven sealed scroll. What is interesting? It is that in former ancient times, that was a title deed that was sealed seven times. So what happened when Adam and Eve? sinned and fell they gave title deed to the earth to satan because now he is the one that is the he's the one we war against right now right now he has sort of we war against the prince of the power of the air he so jesus had to go to the cross and die so that he could take the title deed back I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but it is sort of interesting. It's just, a, there's little tidbits along the way. But anyway, I guess, to, I think when I look at the, the, um, the prophecies in Daniel about the 70 weeks and how the first 69 weeks were fulfilled to the day, and then there's one week left. And as we, um, Ben, as we look and see what Jesus said about paying attention to the fig tree, the fig tree being Israel, And that all these things would come on that generation. And then a generation from when they came back, 1948, we're at 73 years right now. So there's a lot of things, a lot of reasons, I guess, to look up. And I I also wanted to say, if you recall, just think back about it, when when Jesus um, was born. It was wise men from the east that came looking for him, if you recall. They saw his star and came and were looking for him. And as you recall, they came to Herod and they were saying, we followed his star, where is he that has been born king of the Jews? And Herod was like, well, I don't know. So he got the Pharisees, and the Pharisees, or scribes and Pharisees, they called the scribes and they said, well, he was supposed to be born in Bethlehem. So it's like they knew that about him. But it's like it was the wise men, it was Gentiles that recognized the signs of the times the first time. And I think it 'll probably be Gentiles that recognize it again, actually, so but uh, i thought I think that that is noteworthy, and i 'm sort of getting away from my notes. Let me see i 'm pretty much um, oh and and then just thinking about the wise men again um, the the wise men, uh, who were they? May I suggest these men were disciples? I know that some of you may be throwing in your cards at this point, but let me present my case. Upon his arrival in Babylon and assignment to the court of David, Daniel interprets a dream that none of the Babylonian magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, or astrologers could interpret. Daniel gives all the glory to God, and because he was able to interpret the dream, his life is spared and also the life of the Magi. They are in his debt, and they recognize that Daniel's God is God. Furthermore, the king makes Daniel ruler over all the whole province of babylon and all the chief prefect over all the wise men of babylon and so if you recall in the story of jesus it was wise men from the east it was probably it was likely that they had been schooled by daniel and told exactly what to look for and to to know his, what to look for so I, I think that's sort of interesting. But like I said, I think it's noteworthy that it was Gentiles, even though they had all these scriptures, and even though Jesus, you know, cried and wept over it because they didn't recognize the time. If they would have been looking at the prophecy of Daniel in the 70 weeks prophecy and paying attention to when the, ish, the, the command went forth to rebuild the temple until the, the Messiah came, they, he told them right to the very day when he was going to come the first time. So... I'm not so sure it won't be the same way the second time, but so anyway, that's sort of what I have. I, I, I think it's um I could probably give you um, hints about places to go online where you could do uh, studies like line by line, verse by verse through the Book of Revelation that are very good because I'm not sure where else to go to get it. <laughs> but if you're interested, you know, I, I mean, and that's certainly something we could take and pick up. You know maybe work through in another time or other times, but um, I just am excited and I am definitely looking for that crown because I love his appearing, and um, yeah, so Those I guess things, that's what I have for you. I don't know. Yeah, well. something that I've been kind of confused
0: good. about is uh, when it talks about, um, I saw as lightning fall from heaven in Revelation, it's talking about Satan falling. From heaven, but we know that he's already on the earth. So, but I know also he has access to heaven because he went right. before God.
1: Right. He's going yeah. to get kicked out. Um, that's going to be in. He's he's going to get kicked out. Revelation twelve. And he and sometimes things are sequential, and sometimes there's parenthet, parenthetical chapters in Revelation. But Revelation twelve is. uh Uh, appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child uh, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his hands. And his tail threw the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness. The woman is Israel, where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. Satan thrown down to earth. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought against his angels and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. The great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him.
0: So he doesn't have access to.
1: anymore. anymore. Once we're up. Yeah, yeah. He can't be there when we're, I mean, yeah, he's going to get kicked out. And remember, we're up there by then. <laughs> because, because
0: we know that he's here
1: already. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so right, right. We of don't of know God. who the Antichrist is, but we, I don't believe that the church is going to know. Um, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yes. That's, and that's the thing. That is exactly the thing. People shouldn't be looking for who the Antichrist mm-hmm. is. No they should be, be looking, looking for, for the Christ right. because he is the one be waiting and watching for yeah. him. Absolutely. That's who he's coming. For. Yes. But it is it is very like I said, if, as you get in and study these chapters and study what the world condition is, I don't know how much you've been paying attention, but I guess and see the more you know, I guess, or more about prophecy, then the more you're able to recognize the signs of the times. That's you know, just like going back, why didn't Israel know when he came in on a donkey that he was the one? Because they didn't recognize the signs of the times. Were they not reading it? I, I, don't, I, I can't explain that. I don't know. But, you know, but it's like that's why I think that we should definitely do it. And there is um, there's all kinds of um, inc- there's there's several different scriptures that um, like uh, oh, I have them written down here to be able to recall so I wouldn't have to talk, but but it's like Jesus tells us, uh, God does nothing, but he doesn't reveal it to his prophets first. That's a verse. And, um, and, uh, what's the other one? Um, it's the glory of God to conceal a thing, but it's the honor of Kings to search a matter out. And actually we are going to, we are Kings and priests. We are going to be kings and priests and God. He says that right in um, Revelation 3. Uh, well, th- for sure in Revelation is 3, um, it says... It's 3.10. because that's not the exact one I'm looking for uh, because thou has kept the word of patience I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the whole world to try them that dwell upon the earth another one because there's actually a lot of Old Testament uh, a lot of Old Testament scripture that actually refer to to the the, uh, the, the um, what am I trying to say pardon me Yeah, well, yes, yes. It's it's sort of hidden within. In Isaiah, For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity, and the earth shall disclose her blood, and shall no more cover her slain. Um, It's like he doesn't have to punish us because that's why we don't need to be here during the time of wrath, because we've accepted him as our Savior, and we've accepted his blood sacrifice as cover and payment for our sins. It's the Jews that haven't... Yeah, Israel hasn't accepted him for that and there's Gentile people that are agnostic, atheistic, whatever, but it's their iniquity still has to be covered too. So it's like there, and there will be there. There is there will be tribulation saints. There is going to be people that uh, wake up and understand. And God isn't going to leave it in a va- or I mean, Jesus isn't going to leave us in a vacuum here because one of the first things that happens in seven is he seals 144,000 from the twelve tribes of Israel to go and preach the gospel. So he is is going to make sure that Israel has an opportunity to um yeah. right to repent but it's like it's just really reassuring to me to know um let's see where's oh I know what is it's revelation one where it says that he has made his kings and uh hold on that's where I was at I was trying to figure out where it said that um made his kings and priests is it yes and God hath made us kings and priests unto God and to his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever. So yeah, so we are actually, so it's the glory of God to conceal something, but it's the honor of kings to search a matter out. So it's like, um, I, I do I think that we can know the exact day and hour? Maybe not, but I think we can certainly know the seasons. And that certainly gives you a whole nother, there's a whole nother venue of study that is worthwhile and that is the harvest festivals, the the festivals, because God has feasts that he prescribed, the Feast of Passover, Unleavened Bread, First Fruits. There was um, the Feast of Weeks. Um, yeah, yeah, so he has a list, and they're all, they're, they're, they're a harvest, they're all around harvest times. Christ was the first fruits. Then in the, in, it was actually in the summertime, there is a wheat harvest, and that'll be a Gentile harvest. And then, in the fall, that's when it's a fruit harvest grapes treading the wine press or treading the wine press of the wrath of God, so there's those things can be helpful too in understanding, so I believe that we can even have sort of an idea on the season, which is actually summer but uh uh which actually let me and i'm I'm just gonna add lib onto it um it is. well there there is a difference between um versions and and so yes and actually let's let's tackle that one let's go ahead and go to there there is a difference between versions the king james i personally like the king james version version but there's other ones that actually say the sun but in Matthew 24 when he that whole thing i just read to you taking um a lesson okay it was before Um, great tribulation coming have Bible yeah. I have ye sword oh okay the parable of the fig tree when its branches tender uh, so likewise ye when you see all these things know that it is near even at the doors verily I say to you this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. The word son is not in there. And uh, the other thing is, is look at the preceding verse. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. So he's actually saying that... No one knows the day that heaven and earth are going to pass away.
0: Son's out behind putting the lean to on the house, building the house for the last, the last uh, person to accept Christ. <laughs> yeah. And then the dad says, House is good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go get her. I like
1: that. <laughs> yeah. Any other questions or comments? Or?
0: Another thing I have been confused about is um, when we go with him in the rapture. We come back with him after the tribulation, and we reign with him for a thousand years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then, when it's talking about the New Jerusalem descending out of heaven, it calls calls her the Bride of Christ. So, if we're on Earth, how are we descending out I, of
1: heaven? Doesn't that happen though? After it, it that's around twenty um revelation 20 the 1000 years then let's see 21 the new heaven and the new earth and then the new jerusalem so it's in 21 so we come back we come we come back with him And 19 is at uh, 19 is that we uh we're, hope you like riding on horses after the seven years I do, I
0: you're talking think. about back.
1: Huh? Well, the after um,
0: the tribulation, yes,
1: we, we come, come back. Yeah, we come back to him, and we and um. Okay. The rider on the white. And then I say, heaven open and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven. Uh, followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, clean and white. And that is, that's uh, that's what has appointed to us. And so then he, out of his mouth goes a sharp, sharp sword that he should smite the nations and he'll rule them with a rod of iron and tread bath the, the winepress of his fierceness and, uh, um, and wrath of the almighty God. So there's, the, that is, so he, um, the beast is taken and thrown, uh, I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him and which he deceived with which he had deceived them that received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped his image. These were cast into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Then that was in Saul, or Revelation um, 19. 20 then goes through the thousand years and then the final defeat of Satan because he's going to be elusive for a short time and then the white throne judgment and then it's not till 20. So after all that, then it's in Revelation 21 where there's the new heavens and the new earth and the new Jerusalem comes down as a bride adorned out of heaven. Yes, we'll be here, but however he... We might be going up and back and forth. I mean, who knows? We're going to have horses. so.
0: They also call, they also call it the bride of Christ, though, the new Jerusalem. It's also called the bride of Christ, like, like it's us, yeah, like it's the church.
1: Measure the wall and the foundations and garnished and the twelve gates and the twelve and the nations of them which served. I should I, I will do some more research on that to see if I can help you figure out more clarity on that or explain it in a way that it would be, but it's like, um, I know we're going to be a part of when we come back then have the thousand years reign, but uh-huh. I think that there is going to be, um, I mean, we, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure okay. and how to answer you exactly. Well, that was before that was, that was before that's when in 19, when we came down and the bat, the, the, the battle of Armageddon was in 19 when, um, he came down and then the rider on the white horse, okay, he came and then I saw the, the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered to make war against him that sat on the horse and his army and the beast was taken with them and the false prophet. Oh, but you're saying the battle of Armageddon at the end of the thousand. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yeah. But what I'm trying to figure out is if, 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 if the new Jerusalem is the bride of Christ, if it really is the Bride of Christ, which it calls it in Revelation, how did we get back up there? If, if, you know, if we are on the earth for the thousand years with Jesus...
1: Yeah, I will have to look at that. But I do know what you're talking about, because in 20, that's the Armageddon, because it's Satan was, when the thousand years are expired, Satan will be loosed out of his prison. He'll go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them to battle... Um, then, and the, basically, um, and they went up on the breath of the earth, encompassed the earth, the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then there's the white throne judgment. And yeah, I probably could go, I mean, I would just be reading it to you, but I, I will... I know I have your message. I'll do some more research okay. on that and yeah. and um, and then give you at least what how I see it and okay. see if that does makes it any clearer. I'm not okay. saying that I'm right. the right. the expert, but I have read a lot yeah. of it. Yeah, so. I
0: know you've studied
1: a lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. so, any other questions?
0: I think there's a scripture in.
1: the new jerusalem I'll try to put it in like my search that's why I like e sword because then um I'm not seeing any or I'm not seeing anything but then that's re- that's search for you you can you can look that up when you come back and yeah yeah uh i thought i i used to think that too i just as long as i can just get through the pearly, pearly gates and you know stand inside the doors be a greeter that day or something I <laughs> no it is it is so uh so fantastic what we have to look forward to and i think that there like i said i think that there's all kinds maybe i didn't explain it very well but there's all kinds of reasons why if we're studying the scriptures and like i said just noticing their error that the is that they that the if they would have known in this thy day what made for your peace but you but they didn't and it's like it was knowable so that always intrigues me because it's like it is there and maybe we're not going to know the day or the hour but i think, i think that we can know the season and i do believe that we are in the season so
0: they didn't study the word because they're the ones that had it the, the yeah. average person didn't know right All they knew was what they were taught Right. right and i think they were just so wrapped up in people worshiping them they didn't care the power
1: right yeah the power and they were looking for they were tired of being under roman occupation and they were looking for a conquering king they're looking for the one that we're going to get He's coming back. He came as a lamb, but he's coming back as a lion, and he is going to judge and put away sin and put off sin. And so it's like that's, that's the one that they were looking for. They weren't looking for a humble, meek, lowly.
0: If, if, if Israel would have seen it, would we as Gentiles have had the opportunity yeah. to have that word it yeah. to us. Yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah. They were
1: blinded for our faith. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. And then also in Corinthians, I think it's uh, um, it says, uh, talks about what they went through and what they're going through. And it says, there are examples that mm-hmm. we need to learn from
0: what they went through. Yeah. Upon whom the ends of the world have come.
1: The other verses, just to, just to tell you about the summer thing again, it is interesting. In Micah 7, Micah 7, 1, Woe is me, for I am as when they have gathered the summer fruits as the grape gleanings of the vintage, there is no cluster to eat. My soul desired the first ripe fruit. The good man is perished out of the earth, and that word is vanished. The good man is vanished out of the earth, and there is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net. Isn't that interesting? A net? Like internet? Yeah. <laughs> that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh, and the judge Athis for a reward. And the great man, he uttereth his mischievous desire. So they wrap it up. Uh... Toss you not in a friend? Put you not confidence in a guide? Keep the doors of thy mouth from the, her that lieth in thy bosom. It's uh, and it's and then Mike is like the, the closing is, I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him until he plead my cause. So it's like that's just interesting. Woe is me for I am as when they have gathered the summer fruits, and the good man is gone. And um, another one that is. Uh, Similar in time frame is Amos, Amos 3, or here, no, Amos 8. Thus hath the Lord God showed unto me, and behold, a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what seest thou? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord said unto me, The end is come upon my people of Israel. I will not pass by them any more, And the songs of the temple shall be howlings in that day, said the Lord God. There shall be many dead bodies in every place. They shall cast them forth with silence. Hear ye, o, hear this, O ye that swallow up the needy, even to make the poor of the land to fail, saying, When will the new, new moon be gone, that we may sell corn, and the Sabbath that we may set forth wheat, making the epah small and the shekel great, and falsifying the bounces by deceit. So, um, Shall not the land tremble for this, and every one mourn that dwelleth therein? And it shall rise up holy as a flood, and it shall be cast out and drowned as by the flood of Egypt. And uh, it shall come to pass in that day that Lord God said, I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. And I will turn your feasts into mourning, and all your songs into lamentations. And I will bring sackcloth upon all loins, and baldness upon every head. And I will make it as the mourning of an only son and the end a bitter day uh, end thereof is bitter day. So those are sort of uh interesting that they both reference summer when you know summer fir- summer at
0: we have four seasons here. Yeah. Where's it at, Where And then uh one other one yeah, cause
1: it, it could be yeah different one other one that's so about the same as us. really cool is um the Wise Sun. let me think it's the, the um a wise son harvests in the summer. Well, who's a wise son? Who would be a wise son? Jesus. Yeah. A wise son har- harvests in the summer. That is in uh, wise son. Anyway. So there are some things. Harvests. Summer. I should have had that one written down. Proverbs ten five. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in the harvest is a son that causes shame. So Don't be asleep. Yeah, right. And yeah. don't be woke like the world is getting woke. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wake up. According so. according
0: to the Galilean wedding, he's
1: coming at night. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Here's the other thing I wanted. I've been thinking about sending that movie to you, and I know I sent it to you. It's crazy, but what I would like to suggest, because I know that Rick sometimes make it, sometimes he can't, and so I knew that we're not necessarily launching on a whole, you know, eight weeks of this, but if you have another day when something comes up and he can't make it, I will send send it to you. But there is a movie, uh, it's called Before the Wrath. And it is beautiful because the whole model of the Galilean wedding, and you've heard me talk about that, and you may have watched that movie too. And so we could do a movie. It, it would it would oh, be yeah. beautiful because it would play right into the confidence that we can have as the church that we are not subject to the time of wrath. And um, it's, like a it's what? Is it on Roku or something? It's or? actually on YouTube. YouTube, Mhm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, well, and... Galilee. Yeah. You have to search for Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one sent yeah, the one I sent you, I actually oh. sent one to someone else the other day and I can send, but I'll send it to Tiffany and, um, you could all watch it, but it would be such a good popcorn movie night. If we just wanted, if, if you were in a bind, so
0: I couldn't stop watching it. She sent it to me when I was going to watch, I needed to go to town. And okay. I turned it on while I was doing my makeup and hair, getting ready to go. And I couldn't quit until I finished yeah. it. So wow. <laughs> I <couldn't... laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No, that It's very, very encouraging because of the Gal. Yeah, the whole model of the wedding the and what Jesus was flowers. doing at the Last Supper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally,
0: totally depicts the, the rapture.
1: Everything yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. I mean.
0: Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, guys.